So today we're going to be talking about why people get involved with high cost lending. We hear it every day. We've heard about Wonga. We've heard about payday lenders. We've heard about doorstep lenders. But, you know, even here at the credit union, Matt, you must get people all the time that come along that are getting involved with these things. Is that so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We see it all the time, sadly. And when you look at the the charges that they apply, the interest rates that you have to pay, you know, sometimes you do wonder why you would do it. But I think it comes down to convenience. You know, they want to get their hands on that money quickly. You know, the fact that many other people, unfortunately, are saying no to them or or, or don't want to know for a loan of the kind of size that they're after. So it's it's lack of choice and then convenience as well, I think, that, that makes people do it. People say that it's expensive, but in what way is it expensive? Well, it's, it's just the interest rate and, the, and how high it is compared to the sources of, of credit. Really. So, you know, some of the worst offenders in the heyday of payday lending were charging 5,000% APR. Now, that luckily isn't the case anymore. Some of those bad guys like Wonga have gone out of business in recent years. But there's still, you know, really expensive people out there. I mean, they introduced a cap on interest rates, but that cap is set at 1,500%. So it's not much of a cap, really. There was an example that I'm aware of with one company, for example, that publishes an example on its own website for 950% loan, 400 quid borrowed over 18 months. And if you if you were to take up that very inviting deal, then you would be paying back 1,600 quid in 18 months' time, and you only borrowed 400. So, you know, that gives you a sense of how expensive it can be. Do you still have that slider on the website where members or, or potential members can come along and see how much it would cost if they borrowed, say, a couple of hundred pounds from the credit union? Yeah, absolutely, we do. Yeah, so you can go on there. There's a you just click on loans on the website. There's a slider. You can get a kind of a indicative quote of how much it would be, you know, compared to some of these expensive guys out there. So I'd encourage anyone to do that. And if you're already a member. You can log into the Members Access website and apply and, and they'll give you a similar slider to to get a quote there too. One thing's for sure, it'd be a damn sight cheaper than some of the, the high-cost lenders out there. So have you got any examples of people within the credit union membership that's fallen into the clutches of payday lenders? Just recently, we were talking to one member, you know, being open about her story and how some time ago when she was younger, she got into a real pickle with payday loan. And it's really remarkable, actually, how easily people can get sucked in. And this story really brings that to life. When I very first started off, I worked in the contact centre, paid really low wage. So it's kind of almost living at home as well with the parents. Um, my money was my own money, really. So we used to go out, obviously, quite a lot being a teenager. And then as it gets towards the end of the month, everybody's skin. And one of my friends mentioned about um a payday lending site <laughs> so i don't don't know if i'm allowed to mention but wonga <laughs> so yeah so basically she she said why don't we you know it was a week before payday why don't we i think it was something like 20 pounds for, for a night out um and then with the interest back it was something like 13 pounds so yeah it had the loan with wonga but then obviously then that means that the next month you're then paying back what you've lent from them and also what their interest is on top. But when you first borrow in the amount, you don't realise the interest as well. And then down more money, which means that I'd run out of money probably two weeks before the end of the month. So I had to borrow a bit more. And then, yeah, pretty much it just spiraled, so quickly spiraled out of control to the point of where 
probably after about seven, eight months of this happening, I was fully in every month. My full wage was going straight to Wonga. And obviously the, the more you, you lend from them, the more interest. And because yeah. of the interest, it was just going over my monthly salary. So That's amazing. Just for the sake of borrowing £20 for a night out, she ends up paying £30 straight away the first month on top of the £20. That's amazing. But tell me, Matt, when people get involved like this and they keep getting drawn in, it must have an impact on emotionally and an impact on, on the family and people around them. Oh, it does. I mean, it is scary how quickly it got out of control for Victoria and, and many other people experienced the same thing. You know, £20 over a period of months turns into a whole income every month getting swallowed up in repayments you know so it's really scary and you're right it really does have a detrimental effect on people you know mental health and sense of well-being you know there can be a real stigma attached to uh, listen to how victoria tells her story obviously everybody's different but i've kind of always been brought up to you kind of live within your means you don't borrow if you you know if you've not got the money to 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 go on holiday or if you've not got the money to um, go and buy a new car or some new trainers then you don't have it so yeah, so it was quite, I get a bit emotional, but um, it was quite difficult because um, turning to your family to say, I'm in this much debt, it was, I felt ashamed to be honest. So yeah, it was a really difficult kind of period of time. Yeah, I, I couldn't get out of it basically. So yeah, so I, th- I think I rang the credit union and just said, I'm really sorry because I kind of wanted to discuss with somebody that, look, I've got myself in this really really bad situation and I really need help so yeah so I rang up just to explain the situation and I was like can anybody can you can you help me and straight away um I think it was Janet at the time so straight away Janet was like right let's let's get some time together so I think she booked like a separate kind of meeting with me let's get some time together she she gave me some really useful kind of tools and techniques to use but we basically just went through what are all your outgoings what are you you know what your um, income what's what have you got coming in and then we kind of went through everything that had to pay out um what my wages were and yeah it was just really 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 useful that she kind of helped me realize that even without having the loan I probably was living in in the lifestyle that I couldn't afford to be living but actually being able to give someone kind of um, a a spreadsheet where you write all your outgoings down and look at that it really helped me realize that wow you know I probably need to start making big changes in in the way that I was kind of living my life. You know what Matt she really was quite cut up by it and it it had a profound effect upon her she was really good for coming on and sharing it all with us wasn't she? She was, and I think Victoria is lucky, actually, you know, that she's such a resilient woman and that she's she managed to find a way out of, of this spiral of debt. But you can imagine, can't you, if you were someone who's more sensitive or vulnerable in some way, the, the debt and, and, and all of that can co- contribute to other problems you might have elsewhere in your life and snowball out of control quite quickly. So, And I think what's well, something we see quite a lot, unfortunately, is, and it's similar to Victoria's story, is that it's often younger people who get find themselves in these situations. And, and, you know, that initial decision to borrow the £20, she wasn't thinking about the long-term consequences. And, and all too often, people in their late teens, early 20s, just finding their feet in the world. Credit union isn't the only way that people can resolve these kinds of problems. But for Victoria, it was the credit union that helped. And I think it's really interesting, if we listen to the next clip, how having someone that she could trust 
and had confidence in was really important. Sometimes we need an arm around our shoulder, someone who uh, we know has it's got our interests at heart who can, who can help. Once you get into debt, nobody tells you how to get out of debt. So everybody says, like, don't do this, don't do this. But then actually when you, you do get into it, how do you get out of it? There's no, there's no kind of advice there. So by her helping me use these different tools, it, it was really useful. And I've used it since when I moved out with my parents and moved into a flat into the city centre. And then when I was buying my house as well. So when I first moved in, obviously living by yourself, it's like the first, like big shock. But being able to sit down and write, you know, what are all my bills? What are, you know, my phone bills, water bills, mortgage, everything like that. What have I got coming in? Yeah, tell her that I've continued to, to use that. But I think the education piece for me was really helpful, just helping to educate and understanding. Because you do take for granted that people just know about that stuff and they don't. Does this happen a lot, those situations where people come along to the credit union and they've got themselves in a mess? Well, it does happen a lot, unfortunately, and we see it, we see it all too often. I mean, the kinds of debts we see can vary quite a lot. So it's not always just payday loans or high-cost loans. Quite often we'll see overdrafts over the limit, credit cards up to their, to their limit as well. And the combined effects of all of this can be really debilitating for people. So yeah, we do see it all the time and it's something that we will always do our best to help with. The challenge for us these days is how can we replicate what Janet did in that case in a modern way that we can do at a, bit, at a greater scale? Because fortunately, we can't sit down with every person, especially now that we do so much online and go through all of those things. What we are doing is exploring partners that we can work with to provide tools in an app format that help you in a similar way to make sure that you know you're not spending more than you've got coming in because ultimately that's at the at the core of the problem and it's those kinds of simple skills and principles that Janet took the time to explain to Victoria that have enabled them to go on and, and plan for the future and achieve the goals that she sets herself financially you know getting her own house and so on and, and so you know, we really want to as we get bigger as a credit union and do more for more people, retain that difference about being an organisation that's on the side of our members. So, Matt, you've got to let me know what happened because it's like a little soap opera, this. What happened next to Victoria? She's managed to, to put all that behind her. We, got, we were able to give her a loan to clear those high-cost debt, get her a, a repayment plan that was affordable. And in time, she's been able to save towards getting herself a house of her own and all those things it's a happy ending to this story with help and kind of guidance that yeah my finances are now like solid <laughs> so yeah life's life's different they're very different oh that sounds really good and it's great that the credit union could be there in that situation she's saying that it was almost a little bit of changing the way she sort of looked at finances she did her income and expenditure list and clearly victoria's shown as the way in terms of how she sorted herself out. What's a, a more regular way of using the credit union as a benefit for an employee? What's the best way? Everyone's circumstances are different. And I think I would want people to go away with, you know, we're an organisation that wants to support people. We're not the only one that's out there, but we, we are there for court colleagues. But I'd encourage anyone who's listening to think about us when they're thinking of borrowing. 
And certainly if you're in a situation similar to Victoria, where you've got debts that are getting out of control, then talk to us and can't promise that we'll be able to help in all circumstances or in the way that people, when they first get in touch, but we can, can promise that we'll always do our best. But I think hopefully that whoever you are, we, you know, we, can, we, can, we can do for you. Matt, you would say what you would say because this, after all, is a credit union podcast. But you yourself, I've heard on many occasions, would point out that there are better forms of borrowing than Victoria found. Absolutely. You know, we are only one of many options that people have. And I think it's important that listeners remember that when they're borrowing, whenever and wherever they're borrowing from, they should always remember that they should try and pay as little interest as they can and make sure that APR number is as small as possible. And if you're not sure, you know, don't be afraid to seek advice. There are lenders like ourselves that will provide that kind of advice as we had in Victoria's case. But there are also many advice agencies too, you know, the likes of Step Change and the Citizens Advice Service, who again provide that kind of support to people for free. So seek advice if you're not sure. Don't be afraid and think about credit unions as one option that that may be able to help. Matt Bland, thanks for being there for us today. Thank you, Chris.